0: ever wondered how to take your toddler canoeing? Do you want to get your kids biking trails with you? Maybe you're looking for a community of like-minded parents who want to make the most of family outside time. Well, this is the spot for you. Welcome to Outdoorsy Families, a podcast dedicated to getting your family on its next big adventure and stories of other families doing the same thing. I'm Audrey Withicum, the host of Outdoorsy Families. Each week on the podcast, we'll cover the joyful, funny, messy, and sometimes challenging aspects of getting outside with kids. I believe any family can be an outdoorsy family, and I'm here to help make that happen. If this sounds like what your family is looking for, then follow along on this big adventure with me. Welcome to Outdoorsy Families. This is episode 16. Today I am talking with Naomi Noyes from Ninos and Nature. Naomi is a mother to twin three-year-old girls and an educator. She's passionate about nature play, Spanish immersion, and spending quality time outdoors with kids. Naomi's course, Con Mi Familia, allows parents and young children the opportunity to learn Spanish through play, especially nature play. Naomi's newest course, Spanish in the Wild, is a nature-based Spanish course for ages 5 through high school. This course focuses on learning Spanish while also learning about nature and the natural world. Naomi is also opening a forest school in her hometown near the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia. Naomi's cheerful attitude and her amazing pursuit of her goals made our conversation so much fun. Before we begin the podcast, I did want to remind you to leave a five-star rating and review of Outdoorsy Families on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to share this episode with your friends and family, especially if you are interested in creating a bilingual household. I appreciate your help in making this podcast discovered by others. Hi, Naomi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So, just to begin, can you tell a little bit about your family and where you all live?
1: Sure. So, um, I have twin daughters who will be four in November. So, they're still three. I always say when they'll be four, though. Um, and we live in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia. That's awesome. And my husband is here, too. <laughs> Not just me and my kids, I have a wonderful
0: husband named Nick as well who's with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's such a beautiful area to live. It's such a great mm-hmm, spot yes. to explore. Yeah, so, we love it. So you have created Con Me Familia, which mm-hmm. is a screen-free play-based Spanish course for families. What inspired you to create this course?
1: Um, it's so funny because all of this is a pivot from when COVID hit. I feel like so many businesses found that. My goal all along, which I know we'll talk about it later on, was to start a bilingual forest school um, where I live in Virginia. And I always had this dream of, ooh, and maybe I can work with the parents outside of the school and teach them Spanish so that they can bring even more Spanish into their home so that the Spanish doesn't stop when our school day ends. I think it's so important to have that consistency and to really work to build a bilingual home. Well, so when the pandemic hit and it put, you know, a kink in my plans, I just was like, maybe I should turn this into an online course. Um, So many options for families wanting to learn Spanish at home. They all rely on screen screen time, which is fine for some families. But there are a lot of families who just want to limit that, especially with distance learning. We're already seeing such an increase in children on screens. So I really wanted to come up with a way to help families feel empowered um, to learn Spanish in their homes and have it be something that's not just like a Spanish lesson to check off once a week. Like you really become and you nurture a bilingual home altogether.
0: That's so cool. And I think that's also great because um, whenever your kids are on screens a lot, especially really little kids, like they're not as engaged in learning. And so play is the best way for little kids to be engaged in learning. And you've made that possible to allow the whole family to play and learn Spanish at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I know that there are, there are definitely some very
1: interactive um, I think of Bilinguitos. They have this great interactive screen. Um, program where it's on Zoom. But I think that for the most part, families are really just wanting to have ways where it's not just one lesson a week or two lessons a week. You can do this every single day. You can do it everywhere you go. Um, So that's my goal. And you can do a combo of everything. It doesn't need to be, you know, one or all or nothing.
0: Yeah. And so you've also just launched Spanish in the Wild. So can you share a little bit more about that curriculum? Wasn't that like last yes. week you launched it, right? It was,
1: yes, on August 10th. So
0: I have been
1: planning this for a year. When Con Me Familia last, it was yesterday, one year ago. That's when it launched. Um, I already had families being like, do you have anything for older kids? And I was like, no, but I really want to make something. So this has been a year in the making. Um, and It's for families with children five years old and up. So I spent the last five years teaching teenagers, teaching high school Spanish. So I had teenagers too in mind so that it can be something that really the whole family can use. And this is really like a nature study program. So it's not just about learning the basics with Spanish, you know, colors, numbers, all the things like that. This is really about learning, like, how do you explore in nature and study nature in Espanol, in Spanish. So you're learning about um, leaf identification and mushroom identification and the life cycle of a pumpkin. Um, and it's all with hands on activities. And there's native Spanish speaker audio guides, and you get songs and poems and so much to bring into your nature study. So you can do it. In English and in Spanish. So you can learn both names in both languages as you're learning about it.
0: Oh, that is so cool. What a great, (laughs) that's just like a really cool curriculum that you're getting to learn about nature, um, which, I mean, a lot of kids haven't learned about mushrooms and those kinds of things, even in English, and then to incorporate the Spanish into it, too. It's like a really nice learning opportunity. It's fun. I mean, it's been so fun for
1: me to create. And I'm working with an amazing illustrator named Matthew Graham. Um, He's with Hawk and Hand is his is his business. And we've been friends for years. And it's been so fun for us to be doing all of their research for it and learning as we create it. Um, I had a year and a half of college where I wanted to be a biology major. I wanted to be a botanist. And so this is like rediscovering that love of plants and and studying all about biology. So there's definitely some science woven into it as well. That's great. And what ages is that curriculum
0: designed for?
1: That's for kids five and up, and it can go all the way up to teenagers and adults.
0: Awesome. So I know that, you know, you just talked about nature. Um, through Spanish in the Wild, but you also do such a great job of incorporating nature play with your daughters. So how do you encourage that nature play in their everyday life? It just feels, it feels so
1: easy to me. And I want to say it's such a privilege that I have so much nature around me. I know for some families, they don't have leaves and pine cones and bark and rocks right outside their home. So I think that that's important to, to talk about. To um, what a privilege it is to have such easy access to nature. So for me, it feels really easy because we can just step outside and find some leaves or find some rocks um, and create with those. And I'm always looking at projects that people do on Instagram with, you know, things like either plastic or. Or things that I just don't like to use a lot. And I'm like, oh, we could use leaves for that. Or we could use rocks for this or flowers. So part of it is me being very cheap (laughs) because (laughs) I don't want to buy anything. Um, And I also, I want to use things that can, we can make this project. And then literally when we're done with it, we can just throw it in the woods because it doesn't have anything in it that can't biodegrade. Um, So it feels easy in that sense. Mm -hmm. And it gets us outside, which is always
0: nice too. Yeah, I have to say that. I also have the privilege of living right close to access to a lot of nature. And I am so inspired by your ideas because I'm not creative or like crafty or artistic at all. And I see you like creating toys with sticks, uh, like whittling them. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't even think of that. Like, I feel like I just take my kids out, you know, for up to, you know, Oh, some days, like six hours outside, but yeah. I'm not like building anything, or we're just exploring. Basically, is what we're doing. Mostly. Yeah, but that's wonderful too. Oh yeah, it's fun I feel too. Like... Yeah. it is. But it is inspiring to see what you're doing. Oh, thank you. So much of it
1: is born out of just me not wanting to buy anything, and it's actually been amazing since I've started doing this, I have a lot of like DIY toys and crafts and stuff too. I can't remember the last time that I bought my kids Toys because I see things and I'm like, I could just make this with a few simple tools. And I literally just started using power tools. Like it's been, it will be a year in October. So it hasn't even been a full year. I think that as women, especially, we feel so intimidated and we're like, oh, my partner can do this. But once I was like, I don't want to wait for him to be done with whatever he's working on. I want to make this now. It's been so amazing because like you can make wooden buttons with a stick if you can just saw it and then sand it and drill two holes in it. Yeah. There's so many easy things that we can do if we just believe in ourselves.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, <laughs> I've started making um, some, my dad does woodworking. So I've been sanding and trying to create some shelves in our house, but that's as far as yeah. I've gotten. And I've kind of stopped for a bit, but maybe this will <laughs> inspire me to pick my sander I give back myself up. some. <laughs>
1: I need to have like three months. I give myself months to finish a
0: project. Oh, absolutely. Instagram
1: is deceiving because you're like, oh my gosh, they're doing all this stuff. But a lot of the things I've been working on for like a long period of time. Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: good to know. (laughs) So what sparks your daughter's curiosity the most while you're playing outside? It is so amazing
1: because it changes so much. And I think a lot of it changes seasonally. Um, A few weeks ago, they were just in love with hunting for these little toads that were all over. Um, and recently now they love looking for wolf spiders because we had a ginormous, terrifying wolf spider growing near our house. Oh. <laughs> so it's nothing that I'm doing. And I feel like this year as we really start learning a little bit more, I'll introduce a few things seasonally. Um, but it's really amazing to see how I don't need to do anything they just go outside and and they just find things that are interesting them and then we just go from there. So it's usually what they see that like really captivates them. Um, that's really what sparks their learning the most.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Lately, we have a beaver who has moved in in <laughs> our bay. Very exciting, but it's becoming a problem now. He has cut down so many of our trees along our oh, shoreline. No. That, that is our daily activity now, is going down by the waterfront and collecting the nod on beaver sticks.
1: <laughs> That's, That's so been, fun, though. Yeah,
0: it is fun. It's been the, the biggest um, interest in the last week or so. And I before that, we also were really into toads for a few weeks. <laughs> yes, I think
1: it's like whatever is around in nature, that's what your kids are going to gravitate towards. I
0: agree with and that. It's so cool you guys could use the sticks to like build shelters and I stuff. I know. We've actually been building our own beaver dam at the waterfront. So, so fun. it fun. Yeah. Do you have any tips for parents who are wanting to increase their child's nature play outside? I think it's hard because so
1: often we feel like we need to be doing more Um, And I actually think with nature play, the less that you do, the better. So I think it's hard. We get so sucked into what we see on Instagram. We're like, oh, my gosh, look at this craft they're doing. Look at what they made. But I always try and do as little as I can and then just let them lead the way. So we're talking about, you know, what's sparking your children's interests. Well, if you want to bring in more nature play, like really let your children explore and observe. I think the observation is so important to see like what your children are gravitating towards um, and then just bring nature into that. And also I think it's great thinking about what's a really important developmental milestone for your child right now. Like, are they working on scissor practice? Are they working on fine motor skills? So many things you can bring nature into it with leaf threading or cutting up leaves. You can tell I mm-hmm. use leaves all the time. Like, yeah. How can I use these? You ones? live in Virginia. Um, you have a lot of deciduous <laughs> <with> forest. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, so I think just letting, really observing and seeing what is grabbing your children's interests and then just bringing in nature as much as you can. Um, while thinking about like what's developmentally appropriate for your child right now, what's going to help them the most with their learning and with their their growth.
0: Yeah, I love that. I also really try to practice just letting my kids take the lead when we're outside and letting them be a little more free range and explorative while I tag along. Yeah, it's amazing. And they feel so
1: confident. They develop this amazing sense of ownership and place when they're Ill- allowed to explore um freely, as you know, as freely as we can let them yeah.
0: safely. Yeah. That is once again a privilege that I have is that I have a lot of acres of free play space. So Yes. It is. Yeah.
1: I definitely. mean the park where we're starting our forest school, we have lots of copperheads and rattlesnakes. Oh no. So I think one <laughs> way of working around that is like working really hard if you don't have a lot of space to cultivate like a quote unquote yes zone where you've cleared it for the most part in a, in a way that's, you know, helpful or not damaging to the environment, but you know, that there aren't a lot of hazards there and you set clear limits, like you can play freely and explore in this space. Um, I think that that's a great way if you don't have, you know, tons of, of beautiful, safe land to explore.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. You're going to have to be careful with the snakes <laughs> until they go hibernate in <laughs> the fall. Yes. Yeah. So you just mentioned the forest school and it's going to be a bilingual forest school, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, how did you decide to pursue this project? You said this really was in your mind before COVID. When did that idea first emerge? So
1: I was a high school teacher um, for the last five years, and the winter of my last year teaching, I... I didn't know that I had postpartum depression, and now that I'm out of it, looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was suffering so much for for two years when my kids were born. I was really depressed, and I tied so much of it into my job. I think I had, a, I always had a really hard time leaving my kids every day. I know a lot of parents feel that way, um, and it never got easier for me. So in the winter of 2019. I just felt like I was a shell of a human being. And I just looked at my husband one night and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and so I have never done this in my life, but I went into my administration the next day and, and I told him that I wasn't going to be coming back next year. And I had no idea what I was going to do. My husband is an artist, so we can't, you know, live on one income. I needed to find something, but I had a little bit of wiggle room because it was only January. So I just started really focusing on what have I done career wise throughout my life. I've had a lot of random odd jobs and what brings me the most joy and what it came down to was I always loved working with young kids. I love teenagers. They will always have a special place in my heart, but especially now that I have young kids at home, I wanted to go back to working with little ones and I love Spanish and I want to be outside. And so I was in the shower one morning washing my hair and literally the words Ninos and nature just came into my head. And I just knew, I remember I got goosebumps all over and I was like, this is totally what I'm supposed to do. Oh, that's and
0: cool. So I goosebumps that, right now hearing that.
1: <laughs> that day I like built my website. I'm the type of person where I go like zero to 60. So I was like, I'm going to build my website. I'm going to get in touch with the parks department. I got my flyers printed out. And then March, 2020, COVID hit. And no one knew what was going to happen. No one, I didn't feel like I could open up a business. I didn't feel like I could hire people. Like the state of the world was just so unknown that that's when I pivoted and started building my online classes. And so having my school that's going to open on the 31st, I like get emotional every time I think about it because this has been, you know, almost two years of planning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And That's it's finally incredible. opening up. And
1: so I just, I'm so grateful for the families who have signed up. I'm so grateful. I found an amazing um, co-teacher to work with me. And and I just am, am so excited
0: to finally get started. That is so cool. So can you describe for people who are, maybe aren't familiar with what a Forest School is, can you describe what a day at Forest School looks like?
1: Yes. So Forest School, we are outside... The entire time. We have actually no inside physical space to go into since we'll be at a local park um, so rain or shine we are outside and it's an amazing I always think of this one quote and forgive me I have no idea who said it but it's something like kids can't bounce off the walls if you take
0: the walls away yes I heard that quote too
1: I love it and and it's so amazing because kids have such an incredible time to explore so we really use an emergent curriculum which just really is is led by what the children are interested in and led by the seasons. Um, And of course, we'll have things for them to work on. For fine motor skills, we'll sing lots of Spanish songs and read Spanish stories. But most of our time together, the children will be engaged in just free play outside. And of course, we'll be there to guide them and give them lots of Spanish input. Um, But Forest School is just founded on the belief that children, and I think of this quote from Nicolette Souter, who she says, children deserve to I'm butchering your quote, Nicola. I'm so sorry. Deserve to live and grow in a place that's as wild as they are. Something along those lines. Oh, yeah.
0: That's
1: great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, it's all about learning outside the whole time. Rain or shine, we're outside.
0: I love the idea of doing a forest school. And I really wish there was one close to us because that would definitely be the preschool my son is going to. But I well, even also you can start no, one. I have considered it and I am a former <laughs> teacher. But I am not a preschool teacher at all. I am a middle school teacher and I love that upper elementary and middle school age. So I kind of also mold around the idea because I thought I've got this great site. Like I even have like an indoor outdoor space we could use in the winter that has a fireplace. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, but I just don't think I can do it with preschoolers like (laughs) So. But you can be the administrator and hire a teacher. Maybe that's what I need to pursue because <laughs> I just don't think I can actually be the one teaching the preschooler. Yeah. So. Every mm-hmm. obstacle has a solution. I love that. So if Thank you, you really all.
1: want one, you can Reconsider just like it. start it and organize it all and find the insurance and do enrollment and then find a teacher who really wants to
0: to yeah. teach. Yeah. That's a good idea. I should go back and think that through a little more. Yeah. (laughs) So where can people um, find out more about Ninos and nature and follow along with you on social media and stuff like that?
1: Yes. So I have a website. um, It's Ninosandnature.com. The internet does not love the "enye" in Spanish. So the "enye" is not present, even though it should be in the word Ninos. So you can find my website, just www.ninosinnature.com. And then I am on Instagram. And it's niños dot and dot nature um, for my Instagram handle. And then I'm on Facebook and Pinterest. And I definitely have some dorky YouTube crafting videos <laughs> as oh, well that people out. can yeah. find.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today. I have two more questions. Awesome. One is, what is your favorite piece of gear? Mm.
1: I for myself or for my kids?
0: Well. You know, you can say it for yourself or for your you kids. Know, or you I'm going to have
1: both. it be it, – it's, st- it's, it's a blanket statement now that I'm thinking about it. The right pair of boots. I have these hiking boots that I bought six years ago, oboes. My husband and I, we hiked part of the Camino de Santiago. I wore them. We backpacked through Europe. I've worn them on every hike everywhere. And I feel like having really good waterproof hiking boots – are the best. And so for kids, the Play Thandy Rain Boots, T-H-A-N-D-I, this is not sponsored. <laughs> they're the best rain boots and they wear them every single day, not just when it's raining. So I feel like having the right pair of boots makes every adventure more fun.
0: I'll link it in the show notes. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> play tandy? Is that what you said they're called? Oh, maybe that's what it is. I'll send it to you. Okay. That sounds good. Because I yeah. haven't actually heard of those rain boots. So. I'll have to oh, they're so awesome. And then my last question is, what does being an outdoorsy family mean to you? Ooh, I love this.
1: Um, I think that some people feel intimidated by the word outdoorsy. And I think it's so funny because I would actually... And I saw that you were asking me this, and I was like, I don't think that I would ever consider myself as outdoorsy. Like, if someone asked me to to describe myself, but I'm an outdoor educator, and I love to be outside, so of course <laughs> you I are am outdoorsy. Um, course. I know, right? But I would never, I would never label myself as that. So I think it's a word that we need to kind of reclaim a little bit. I agree. Um, and just you don't need to be or do or live you know, anywhere, anything specific. I think that if you love being outside and if you feel connected to nature in any certain way, then you can be outdoorsy that way. Um, I don't think you have to hike 20 miles or build a debris hut and sleep in it all night or start a (laughs) campfire with one match. I think that just feeling connected to nature is is all that you need to be outdoorsy.
0: I I agree. And actually part of me naming this outdoorsy families was, to kind of reclaim that word because people yeah. think that, you know, you're like an elk hunter or something. And that's not, <laughs> that doesn't have to be what outdoorsy is. Sure, that's part of the outdoorsy realm, but it's not part that right. I participate in. So <laughs> I can see you hunting elk. <laughs> uh, no. I know. I don't think I could ever hunt something personally, but you know. Yes.
1: Oh, well, I love that you're doing that. And you're helping so many families see how different people approach it and how everyone can connect to it in a different way.
0: And everybody has had a unique and wonderful answer for that question. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Naomi.
1: Thank you so much for being, for having me here. (laughs) Thank you for being here and having me here. It's been a pleasure.
0: It was such a fun time talking with Naomi Noise today. If you are not following her on social media, be sure to check her out. I love all her cute crafting ideas and inspiring ways she gets outside with her children. One of my favorite parts of my conversation with Naomi was when she shared how she's created Mi Familia and is now back to pursuing her dream of opening a forest school. I can't wait to see what she comes up with in the future. Now is a great time to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know with a review. Also, share your favorite parts with me on Instagram at outdoorsy.families. You can also use the hashtag outdoorsyfamilies to feature your family's outdoor adventures. Thank you for listening to this episode of Outdoorsy Families and have an adventurous week.